Hey, thank you for coming back to see us. That was kind of loud. Sorry, I blew your ears out. Anyways, hey, we just finished up another great episode with Maggie and Caitlin. Went over a couple different areas. Min, what'd you what'd you take from this one? Yeah, I was very appreciative of how open Maggie was about mental health, mental illness, um, especially because it's something that I've been kind of thinking a lot more about lately. So I'm really glad that this was the topic that she chose. She was very open about her life story. And then I sort of got to ask questions about um, like, what does medication do um, when you're on that? And also, uh, I've never done therapy before. Um, but so I got to kind of ask her, like, what does that setting look like? How do you approach it, um, especially for someone that's never done that? Um, and she answered all of those questions. So I thought it was a really good episode. For sure. We went into a little bit of mental health. Then we went into a little bit of dog therapy, pet therapy. So, yeah, it's, it's overall a good combo. Check it out. Welcome to the Quality Under Pressure podcast, a podcast that reminds you that a conversation is still a beautiful thing. My name is Min, joined in the studio by my buddy at Dawson. Hi. Hi. And we are also joined by two guests today, Maggie and Caitlin. How are you guys? Good. Doing Good. well, thanks. Good. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. It's, uh, do you guys like the snow? No. It, it wasn't our first snowfall this year, was it? We had a little snow couple days ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. are you are, are you guys both originally from minnesota yep yes born and raised yep. yeah okay so you guys are used to it at least yeah yeah i mean i don't like it but yeah no right, one does right. i it's like okay. it in colorado when it's 40 and yes. beautiful and be- snow <laughs> yes not were freezing. you guys ever close to like moving away oh i would move tomorrow really mm-hmm. oh okay i would move to colorado that's my yeah that's where I my agree. Heart, that's I where it. my heart is. I love it out there. I'm kind it's of beautiful. a Cali girl. She's more Cali girl? Colorado girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't love the weather, but there's something about this place that it's, it's, sure. it's just home. Yeah, yeah, it is. So Home to me. All right. Well, I'm really excited about the topic of the day today. It's something that I've kind of been thinking a lot about, too. So um, I think I'm going to try to be super vulnerable today. Um, but before <laughs> we start that, uh, we're going to get into the, the questions. Yeah. My favorite part. You have the music ready for me? Yes. <laughs> there it is. Is this the old? This is the old one. Nice. This is the old one. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Throwback. Yeah. All right. So we'll just do this kind of rapid fire questions. Um, go ahead and go back and forth. Take turns. Step on each other's toes. I don't care. Um, all right. Let's go basic here. Do you prefer hot dogs or hamburgers? Hamburgers. Hamburgers. All right. Cheeseburgers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All yeah. the way. Cheese. All the way. Yeah. Sorry, Dawson. That's wow. okay. It's look, only it's my lightning around questions. That's okay. okay. Uh, do you like cheese? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hot or cold? Uh, hot. Cold. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, Great Expectations. Uh, oh, do you know that one? Mm-mm. I don't know that one. Who's in it? Gwyneth Paltrow and... Oh, my God. I can't have ever seen okay. it. Okay. Oh, so good. Can't okay. help you out there. <laughs> I have to say Legends of the Fall. Okay, nice. <laughs> you don't know either of them? No, I've seen that. I've okay. never seen, seen that, that one. one. That was Brad Pitt. That's a good one. Uh, favorite fast, or sorry, uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, so many. Italian. Nice. Well, I could go between Italian and Mexican. All right. Oh, that's just what I was going to say. Uh, tacos. There you go. Uh, do you have a favorite podcast? I like the NPR podcast. Okay. <laughs> you can say no. It's like you don't, not everybody listens to him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, pretty much everybody listens to him. Yeah, everyone does, except for you. Uh, what about uh, <laughs> a band or a musician? What's your favorite band or musician? Oh, ooh. at this exact moment or all of all time? Your your choice, dealer's choice. 
I'm the dealer, so you pick. <laughs> Helpful. Yeah. You, you go first. Ellie Goulding. Oh, I, I, nice. that, that came to my mind, but I don't know if it's that all, of all time. But yeah, I okay. love her. All right. Uh, let's see here. What's one place that you would love to visit? The Great Barrier Reef. Well, before it dies. <laughs> before it bleaches out. Yeah. Oh. Mine yeah. is Egypt. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Perfect. It's not uh, what I would, thought, <laughs> would say. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mind reading. But mind reading that you can turn off. Mm. Oh, clutch. <laughs> That's super clutch. I would go nuts. Mm-hmm. I would go nuts. Oh, I don't know. I'm on the spot here. Yeah. Flight. <laughs> Invisibility. <laughs> the most common answers. I can yeah. fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, now we're going to go into a little bit of a deeper question. Ooh. These are getting a little intense. Okay. Uh, if you, you have to pick, you can either have a cat's body but a dog brain or dog's body cat brain. This is a good what one do you for pick? Maggie. Hmm. <laughs> Which animal annoys you more? Hey. No, neither animal annoys yeah, me more. Yeah, I appreciate them both for their differences. Yep. I would rather have a dog body and a cat brain. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. All right. That works. Uh, let's see here. You can know three stats about your entire life. What do you want to know? These can be things like how many miles you've walked or how many glasses of wine you've had. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yep. I don't know if I, I can't want give, to know you that. Can't, you can't no, take No, I'm taking that one. Okay. But All right. You don't know if you would want to know. I don't know if I would want to know. <laughs> be bad but that it would be kind of fun to be able to measure that okay yeah, yeah. you got one Caitlin? how long i'm gonna live for nice oh i would never want i want to know all right uh let's see here how much money would it take for you to never or to lose the ability to read so you can't read anymore and i'm gonna give you a pile of money how much is that pile of money can we not have that option you could <laughs> yeah you could I, decide would, to be... I would i can't not read okay yeah that would be Devastating, I think. Yeah, I think so too. But everyone has a number. Yeah, I don't think you can put a number on that. I don't know what it's like to have that much money. So, yeah, (laughs) but I can tell you, I know what it's like to not read. Yeah, (laughs) because you you can't. Because I can't. I'm just making these questions up. (laughs) This is just crayon down here. Um, (laughs) Symbols, bunch of symbols. Uh, All right, you have to lose half of your hair or half of your teeth. Oh, which one are you gonna pick? Hair for sure. So you always have guys in here. That's always always easy answer. So hair. Teeth is a big. Yeah. Teeth are important yeah. to me. To copy you, but I would say hair as well. Yep. All right. Always He's, goes back. Would you want to be double your current age or half your current height? You guys are tall too. We're both tall. Mm, I would say double my age. Nice. I think you get more wise. Yeah. I would when you say get older. The opposite. Sometimes. I always <laughs> wondered what it's like to be short. Okay, nice. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, and that's right. the yeah. end of Lightning Round. You like the end of that song better? <laughs> uh, okay, before we get into the topic of the day, I also wanted to bring up that um, when I first started in radio, Maggie was actually one of the first persons to tell me that I was doing a good job. I was so <laughs> insecure and nervous, and I didn't know what I was doing. So I remember, I still remember like when you told me that because... I don't. Because, well, I mean, it doesn't mean anything to you, <laughs> yeah, but it right. means like the world to me because awesome. I was just thinking like, well, I got to go record. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. But to have someone say like, hey, you sound good. Like, yeah. keep doing what you do. I like, I remember just going across the hall here and thinking like, all right, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> so do it. thank you for yeah. like Thanks letting for me know that. that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I mean, after that too, like 
I quickly learned that you're like this empathetic, like forward thinking person too. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited for this conversation. But do you want to do you want to sort of set up the topic of the day and like what made you think about that? Um, I think mental health is important to me just because I've suffered with um, depression and anxiety mostly yeah. my whole life. And it was always like people just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. So are you me, glad? Are you glad that it's sort of thawing like the social sentiment mm-hmm. around that and people are opening up a little bit more? And then now when people think talk about mm-hmm. like, hey, like, do you see a therapist and mm-hmm. things like that? It's not, oh, that person like has to go see their therapist on Thursday. It's it's almost, it's supportive. It's yeah. like, yeah, go do it. That's a great thing. Yeah, and I think mental health is so important as a whole person too. If you don't have that, you don't, you can't really do a whole lot of other things. Yeah. Um, but I got to a point where I started talking about it and they, you know, whoever I was talking to is like, oh, me too. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really cool that, I wasn't the only one dealing or struggling or had had struggles before. Um, so it was important to me to um, kind of open myself up and yeah. be more vulnerable and share yeah. that side. Because I know so many people share, you know, anxiety and depression and don't talk about it. So. Yeah. I think if you're a person that cares and like tries to connect with people like the world that we live in. It can like, it can only begin to break you down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of support that like builds good people up. I, I I honestly think the the world that we live in, it's you're incentivized to sort of be like a shitty person, mm-hmm. like cut corners, like especially like if you I don't know you want that job promotion, it's me or that person. So mm-hmm. it's it's it probably in your best interest to not be that good to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's like hard to navigate all of that. Um, when did you know like this was like a thing that you needed to think about and focus on? Um, hmm. That's a good question. Because I don't think like I know I'm now when I look back, like I think, oh, like, yeah, I definitely had to deal with that. Like my my big thing is I know I'm going through a rough time when like I roll around in bed a lot mm-hmm. before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I would do that a lot when I was a teenager. I just didn't know what that meant back right, then. Right. Um, but like I can kind of like vaguely like pinpoint to like my teenager years. Yeah. And I, well, I went to boarding school when I was 16 and the whole focus was behavioral modification. Yeah. But it really, they would have seminars and you would basically have to talk about how you feel. Yeah. And it was so scary, especially when you're 14, 15, 16 to even be vulnerable yep. because- you're a teenager and you don't want to do that. Um, but it really made me more emotionally mature yeah. and more like deeply feeling than I think a lot of other people yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, or maybe I just voice it more. Yeah. No, that's nice that you had that. I think when I was that age, I think also being like a dude mm-hmm. um, and like listening to like heavy, heavy metal <laughs> and all of that, like that's not something that you really talked about. Right. But you just struggle with it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that you had that and you sort of you got language to talk about it and mm-hmm. opportunities to talk about it. Right. And I and I admire you today, even to this point where um, you sort of challenge people to think about it. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a great thing. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about it because I know how you know, at periods of time in my life, how dark I felt. Mm -hmm. And I think just even scrolling through Facebook and seeing that maybe someone else has gone through the same thing as me, 
helps you kind of bring light to the situation. Yeah. So yeah, Caitlin, is this something that like you've dealt with or thought a lot about too? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think there's such a big stigma with mm-hmm. mental health, um, unfortunately, um, issues, and if more people looked at it, you know, like cancer is an illness, yes, um, and it's treatable, and there's no shame in getting help for, you know, anxiety or depression. There's so many people who struggle with it yep. on the daily. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What what do you guys think is like sort of the biggest barrier? Like like I think like when you were talking, Caitlin, that made me think like if you broke your leg and you're in a wheelchair or crutches, like mm-hmm. everyone kind of knows to like accommodate your situation. They'll mm-hmm. hold their door open for you, right. pull out chairs at the table. But because mental health is invisible, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I know when I go through a stretch where I'm in a funk, I just have low energy. Like mm-hmm. I just don't want to do anything. And then you just kind of look like this lazy, lethargic person. And so no one's no one's helping you that way. I think people actually probably get more mad with you and frustrated with you mm-hmm. when you're going through that stretch. It's not holding the door open. Is Do you think like that social stigma is still the biggest barrier or like even on the health end? Like does, does the science need to catch up on this? Like what 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 if you had the magic bullet? Like what do you think it is? I think both. I think I think it's definitely a challenge when you can't see the illness. Um, And yes, I think there is quite a stigma of talking about it and, you know, talking about your feelings. You don't want to come across weak. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's actually more, gives you more strength and feeling more um, brave to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because not a lot of people do. And like I was saying before, it's so good to hear other people you know, not to, not that you want other people to struggle, yes, yes. but it's nice to have a support system that you can say, Hey, I'm really, you know, feeling anxious about this and for them to, you know, be able to talk to you about it. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, have you, have you guys gotten like diagnosed, um, to that, like you've gone to that extent? Yeah. I've been in and out of therapy for, since my parents got divorced when yeah. I was like five and, um, help for ADD um, in school and like behavioral issues. And um, so I've been on and off medications kind of my whole life. Yeah. Um, So maybe that's another thing for me because I've dealt with it my whole life Mm -hmm. and I just have the language to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that helps, um, you know, be able to be more of a voice for people who can't, you know, what is your opinion on those medications? Like sometimes I know I've heard stories from like artists um, that I listen to that have gone through like stretches of depression, mm-hmm. gotten diagnosed, gotten medicine. And so many times it's like in their songs, it's like, I hate this medicine, what it does mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have that too? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think about it in a couple different ways. I think about it if I can't, or cannot be on medication, like say mm-hmm. if I get pregnant or yeah. something like that, it's a scary kind of thing to think about because it a lot of it is your brain chemistry. Yeah. And, you know, you can do therapy and exercise and meditation and all that other stuff, but you're still, your brain is still unbalanced mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I don't even know. I kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah. But, but what do you do? What do you do then? Do you still have to, do you, are you still on certain medications? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, so what's your like daily, it's not, 
like I'm glad you brought up other things too. I don't think it's just medication. Right. What's sort of like your daily regimen to like take care of yourself? Um, what are things that you think about? Um, for sure, meditation. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's a life like you have to learn to how to meditate and how to be still and mm-hmm. you know mindful. Yeah, mindfulness yeah. and exercise is for sure. I'm not so good at that lately, but um, <laughs> I know that if I do, if I'm feeling anxious or feeling um, depressed, no matter how hard it is for me to get off the couch and go to the yeah. gym, I know that's something that I have to do. Yeah. Um, and I, oops, sorry. Go no, on. I was just going to say just, I mean, keeping up with therapy and, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the, I, I hate the side effects of medications. Yeah. Um, but. I know on the other end, my brain is not as healthy without the use of meds. What are some of the side effects that you don't like? Um, Well, some of it depends on the antidepressant or the whatever medication, but like weight gain, like Uh, sexual side effects, all that stuff that you don't want to (laughs) have. And you know that if you don't have, like if you're not on the medication, your brain is suffering more, at least in my opinion. Um, and other people may disagree, but that those are just the two main ones that I, that I've noticed. Do you, with some of the medications, do you like take some and then like go through stretches where you don't take some? Cause like you, and then like when you do, you, you kind of like, you're more aware of the side effects that could potentially pop up. Is that how you go about it? I mean, I think since our daughter was born almost four years ago, I had pretty bad postpartum depression. Mm. And it didn't manifest the way it usually does for me. And that was when I kind of started on meds and didn't get off from that point on. Because I knew that my brain is different. I was hormonal. I was, you know, all that stuff. Um, And so I haven't been on and off meds. Um, Just trying to figure out the mix of meds to make it, you know, better for, you know, because everyone has a different medication combo that they that they have and um i've now just started to to find mine yeah yeah so i it sounds like you you've dealt with this (laughs) and i don't even know if that's the you live you've lived with this Mm -hmm. your entire life has motherhood changed any of that because i had a very interesting conversation on this podcast um like when was irving and anna like two months ago maybe two months ago and like six episodes ago um and I was so appreciative of that conversation because um, the it was a husband and wife, and um, they have children, um, and they were very honest about how like parenthood, especially motherhood, is really mm-hmm. glorified. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very honest about like you know some I love I love my kid, I would do anything for my kid, yeah. um, but there are some days where I just don't want to be a mother, <laughs> and sure. I know I know like <laughs> yes for uh, sure <laughs> and. I, and anytime I talk to my friends or other people that have children, it's like a huge turning point in their life. And, and it should be. I, yeah. I don't have children yet, but um, has that changed like your outlook on life or like how you approach oh, life? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think it makes it more scary <laughs> to oh, think about yeah. um, just because, you know, no one gets be- what being a parent is like until they are a parent. Yeah. Um, I mean, people can talk about it and, you know, share their stories, but it's, you don't live it until you live it. So, um, for me, I think it's, 
scary to think about yeah. having kids and mm-hmm. like even with Cece, you know, it's I worry that sh- maybe she's going to have anxiety and depression or yeah. she's going to have like Michael, my husband struggles with OCD. So that's, you know, another thing that we're creating this human which could potentially have, you yeah. know, a mix of all of our crap. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely changes the outlook on um, on life yeah. and friendships and yes. relationships and all of the above. So. Yeah. What would you, what would, well, you got, you got another one coming on the yeah. way too, Dawson, but right. like, what would you guys tell someone like me? Like, I don't think, I don't think I could ever, like, like you said, you don't know until it happens, like mm-hmm. what parenthood is mm-hmm. until you're in it. Uh, what would you guys tell someone like me? What is parenthood? <laughs> <laughs> Um, How do you sum that up? I know. A mess? It's a, the most terrifying thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. And proud, too. You know, like, for me as a woman, like, having made a child in my body, that's yes. pretty freaking cool. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the coolest thing, for me at least, um, that you can make their fingernails and, like, eyelashes. And, yeah. Um, nothing can prepare you for the first time you see their face. Yeah. So. Yeah, I bet. But I don't know how I would describe it to other people. Yeah. Uh, Scary and. Try to be like, <laughs> try to yeah. be a, a basketball coach on a team of like 12 year olds. Yeah. Or like, you know, peewee, any like little kids, you can't wrangle them up. No. You, I uh-huh. guess you just kind of have to go with it yeah. and just remember that that's them. Oh. I struggle with that so hard. It's like, I, I'm such a bad, like, I don't like to repeat myself many times yeah and it's impossible with a three and a half year old because she's got her own attitude yeah and she's it's her she's doing it this way yeah mm-hmm. um and i struggle with that it's just i get it's like all right yeah. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go i gotta go over here for a couple minutes just mm-hmm. to to chill out but yeah. it's tough it's it's not easy uh um, oh, i believe it i taught kindergartners for a year and then oh like at the beginning of that i was just like like okay, like I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach. No. And then I realize, like that's oh, what wait. I actually do for oh, a living really? right now. Yeah. You teach kindergarten, pre-K. Oh my god! So Oof. it's even harder. Yeah. Start at age four, turn five. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I was gonna say is you never know what child you're gonna get. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Maggie and I have talked about this a lot um, with our friends, children, and stuff. But are you gonna get the child that is constantly, you know, you have to be on your toes at all times, or that easy? Um, baby twice yeah. over. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, you just have to understand that um, it is a sacrifice and it's worth every minute. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, Not when you're but, in it, but when you look back <laughs> yeah. and in like, the oh, long okay. run and it does get easier, <laughs> I would say, as they get older. Yeah. Do you have um, children of your own? Kayla? I have. Uh, she just turned four. Uh-huh. Little Savannah. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's hanging out with Cease right yeah. now. Oh, really? Nice. Mike's Mike's on dad duty today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what's up. And so I don't know what your uh, little girl's name is, but if you ever want to drop her off, I'm sure all three would get Mike can do it. Yeah, yeah. Daddy yeah. No, daycare. She's, she's, uh, she'll be four in January. Okay. So oh, she's what, right January next. what? Second. Okay. Cece will be four the 26th. Nice. My yeah. second daughter's due the 28th of January. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cool. So okay. right January, next. baby. I know. Yeah. Aquarius. Oh, nice. Uh, Aquarius. How many? <laughs> uh, how many? When you when you when you're at work, how many kids do you watch at one time? There's 35 total. We have three teachers, but not at all, not at one time. Okay. Um, 35 pre-Ks. Yeah. Yeah. Is there's, that possible? There's 26. I think is the most we have on one day. 
Oh my god! I love it. I mean, you do. Okay. Halloween was so much fun, and just seeing them come in in their little costumes and <laughs> it's. I've worked at um, different places and all different age groups, but I love this age because they're so proud. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. do it. I can mm-hmm. write my name. Look oh. at what I did, and you know, it's it's very gratifying for me. Yeah, obviously, it doesn't pay. I wish that they paid teachers more. But yes, um, yeah, it's it's takes a different kind yeah. of people to be around 35 four well, and five well, years. Well, I, I would never you would couldn't pay me <laughs> no it's, it's fun and it's gratifying um to know that i'm making a difference yes. in these yeah. children's lives you know yeah i'm glad that yeah i don't understand how th- there are jobs in this world where it like i'm i wonder like what are you actually contributing to the world <laughs> how do you make millions of dollars like even as i love sports yeah I love sports, but it, to me, it doesn't make any sense that, you know, someone could make $200 million with one even, contract. I, I can't wrap my head around it. It really is insane. I mean, and then like about- teachers, like you, you are, <laughs> yeah. you are literally shaping the minds of the future. Right. And it's so undervalued. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, maybe someday that will change. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully duh, one day. Yeah. You can, you, you can yeah, my wife's a teacher. Yeah, exactly, I get it. Yeah. Like she works a hundred times harder than I do, yeah. <laughs> and I get paid twice as much. Like it's, it's yeah. and you're sitting here talking about like athletes. It's like I look at my, you know, hopefully my boss isn't listening to this, but I got this new job and I work like four hours a day wow. yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I can't really complain about my job. I, I got to go on an airplane like once a week, but oh. other yeah. than that, I mean, it's it's pretty cushy. But my wife's got to get up and she's got to grind and she's got to go. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Deal with fourth graders all day long, and then come home and deal with a toddler, and then me, who's yeah. basically a toddler, and then a child <laughs> kicking her from the inside. Yeah. So yeah, she's got a lot harder than I do. Sounds like a saint. Yeah, <laughs> she is a saint, and, I, and she has to deal with me. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's just that's just another thing where like jobs and the economy is structured in a way where like people that want to do the good thing, there's no incentive to do the good thing, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that the 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 conversation and sentiment around mental health is shifting where it's mm-hmm. less about shame yep. um and i don't know like maybe maybe it is a disease like i don't want to call like if i don't if i get the flu i don't want someone to like have to make me feel better like pick right. certain language just tell me like i'm yeah. sick you yeah. know i get it mm-hmm. um and i don't know if there's like a language change that needs to happen with that around mental health um but I'm, it's, it's great that like I want the I want teachers to get paid. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's going to be an uphill battle, and right. maybe so is the conversation around mental health. Mm-hmm. But I see at least more momentum with right. mental health, and that's great. So do I. And I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm proud to have <laughs> mental health, <laughs> but, but you, I think. But it's, you are proud of how you have approached this situation, right? And yes. that, like, I, like, there's so many people that have lost their battle with mental health that, Mm -hmm. you know, that end their lives or whatever. And I, you know, it's, I feel proud that, you know, even during the darkest times and knowing what that feels like to have battled through that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, and I think the talk about mental health too also comes from the person who has mental health Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because when you're in a depression or having a panic episode or whatever, the last thing you want to do is talk about it or mm-hmm. reach out to yeah. people because it just makes you feel even more vulnerable. Yeah. And um, I've 
started to get to the point where I am reaching out if I'm having trouble or if I'm feeling a certain way. Um, it's it's hard to to do that to say, hey, I I'm struggling. I need help because yeah. um, you want someone to come to you, mm-hmm. you know, and you get in your kind of cocoon and you don't want to be bothered. But it's the best thing that you can do is to to talk about it. Yeah. So can I ask, like, what are some things that you like feel or are there actions that does your behavior change when you feel certain things creeping up? What are things that you like look out for? Um. I think for me, just like pulling away from friends uh-huh. and family too. Like if I'm not keeping up with calling my mom or sister or whatever, um, for sure, lack of motivation. Yes. Not wanting to do anything. Yep. Um, which is hard during this time of year, at least. Yeah. Um, but it's just a different attitude. Um, those are kind of the main things that I that I struggle with, at least. Yeah. Um, but people who know me know that about me. Yeah. And you know, it's it still takes some struggle to say, hey, I'm struggling mm-hmm. and yeah. please just be patient, you know, because yeah. a lot of people kind of run away from that yeah, when they right. know you're struggling or not, you know, on edge or um, they they kind of pull away. So, yeah. And that's the opposite of what I would want someone to do for me. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. And I'm glad some of, some of the things you said too, like really really hit home with me um because i've been in such a funk lately too um and i actually like wmd'd like what are like some symptoms of depression Mm -hmm. um i've never done therapy but i'm actually really close yeah um so i want to loop back and talk about if you guys have done any of that um but i like wmd depression or uh yeah weapons of mass destruction sorry webmd yeah you did you did that's why i was like god damn it george bush weapons of mass destruction (laughs) infiltrated my site it's your brain the biggest weapon of mass destruction WebMD. It is. Um, <laughs> um, and there are so many things like, I'm like, oh no. Like, there are so many like things I was checking off, and mm-hmm. I was like, wait, that's been happening. That's yeah. been happening. That's been happening. And, like, even, and this is probably, there, I mean, there are times where I feel bummed out, and it's like a month's worth of being bummed out. Mm-hmm. But like, that's when I like really like begin to focus and like think like, okay, what is, what is the thing that's bothering you? Mm-hmm. Let's go after that one thing that's bothering you and improve on that every day. Yeah. And slowly I can be, I see like the walls falling down and then like there's sunlight on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one has gone on for like two and a half months mm-hmm. and I just cannot shake it. So I was like doing some research online and like one of the big things was like you lose enjoyment Mm-hmm. Uh, with things that were once pleasurable mm-hmm. and like i don't normally dress in compression pants and i just came <laughs> from basketball um and so like i just remember like every week i play basketball about twice a week just being so excited to go play basketball i do it now because i think it's going to make me feel better and it always does yeah right but like i what going to basketball i had kind of kind of like oh like, i have to go I play don't basketball. do this yes. yeah so, oh yeah that's for sure a sign i mean a symptom of yeah. but i think i think people wait too long yeah to seek help okay um a because it's hard and you're like oh i think it's just temporary you know i go through funks and it'll it'll pass um yeah but then think of like the last 2 months that you've struggled and like getting ahead of the struggle like i think People, some people wait too long to yeah. seek help for that instead of getting it. It's like 
like when you have surgery, you want to get ahead of the pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you don't want to have that like the pain episode. It's hard to kind of catch up from that. So yep. I think it's the kind of the same thing with with mental health and seeking help. That's um, great advice from an outsider you know professional so yeah that's great advice because like i know I, I catch myself telling me like i've never i've never needed a therapist before or like you've always sort of broke through the wall mm-hmm. and like then after that you're good for two three years or whatever it is so yeah. i keep telling myself little things like that but so that's actually really good advice to hear and i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll make the lunge and well but, and maggie you're a per- good person to talk to about this too because we were just talking about it on the way over but you say Therapy um, is so therapeutic, for lack of a better word, yeah. because you feel like a million bucks after you leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, you can find a, a great therapist, I think there is absolutely no shame in yeah. in that. Yeah, um, I had a therapy session yesterday, and you like feel like this weight. If you have a good therapist and you have a good session, sometimes you walk out of there feeling shitty, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh god, I have to like work on all this stuff. But then yeah. sometimes you walk out and you're like. Oh, that was so like oh, free again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have luckily found a really good therapist. But how many did you go through before you found the one that you like? Um, a few. Okay. I mean, I had some when I was like an adolescent. Yeah. When I was like, fuck you, you know, like <laughs> I don't care about sitting here, but yeah. now I'm actually invested in my yeah. like self. And I finally found a good one, and um, I've been going to her on and off for. Probably since I was 19. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. She's awesome. That's so, great. Yeah. yeah. I began asking people about it and they're like, if, if you don't like your first therapist, don't give up because right, right. I've gone through a bunch of them. Yeah. So. Well, it's like a relationship kind of. You have people that you don't necessarily see eye to eye on or get along with or you don't yeah. feel heard by a certain person and that's not how they all are. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do yeah. you know if I, I, someone told me to um, like having a distorted perception of time is another symptom of depression do you know if that's true what do you mean explain that so like for, they'll say like well time will feel like it speeds up or slows down like randomly and i was like dude that is like I'll, like when i'm at work mm-hmm. yeah. i'm like how the hell is it only noon i thought it was four o'clock <laughs> yeah. but then but when friday rolls around i'm like holy yeah. shit how is it friday yeah like, i need to get more work done i feel like that's I mean, I feel like that all the time, no okay. matter what. I don't know if that's like something that's that's just part- life. Yeah, like <laughs> pretty much. Especially when you okay, get older, okay. it's like, oh, what? That was two years ago. Yeah. That's crazy to me. But in the moment, it seems like. I mean, I guess part of that could be. I could see that part of that being depression. Okay. Okay. I'd also, like, I'd also put like it's like a you just got in this new this new job. Yeah. That's. Like Monday through Friday, yeah. You haven't really had like the Monday through Friday thing since like school, really. Like, yeah, going yeah. to school Monday through Friday, and now it's like, <laughs> and you go to college. You went to college longer than other people for like your masters, and so like, I think to me, like that's just you're just like really diving trying you know, to fit into head that. first into that bit, like because it is like when I was sitting in the office, it would just boom, it would fly through. Yeah. Now I'm at home, and I'm like, oh god, it's Thursday already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose I should take a shower. Oh no! <laughs> Cut down on the Mountain Dews. I don't drink Mountain Dew. Yeah, you do. Just you texted I... me the other day a picture of Mountain Dew. Because I got the can, the I special know. one. I know. We've been playing video games lately. <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. So uh, I had a question about therapy. Oh, what does that look like? I think people imagine like it's like this Freudian setting where you like you lay down on your back, like they're going to hypnotize you. But I, it's just like I, I think more and more people understand now it's mm-hmm. not that. No, for um, sure not. So what does that look like when you go in, when you guys both go in? 
not together, but like I want to hear from both of um, you. <laughs> well, since I've going to this therapist for so long, it's not, I don't like dread it. I don't get nervous yeah. about it unless there's something that I'm like really struggling with and I it's hard for me to talk about, um, which doesn't happen that often really anymore. But um, just sit down and like, I just sit down and kind of have a conversation. And mm-hmm. most of the time, you know, my therapist has really good insight and it's helpful for me to like, I'm such a deep thinking person Mm -hmm. and deep feeling person that it's also, it's nice to have someone else to think deeply about the same things I'm thinking about kind of thing. Yeah. So it's not like you don't lay on it. I mean, if you want to, I'm sure people do, but, um, it's not as scary as with your therapist. (laughs) Is that a thing? No, because my therapist doesn't drink. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> I would, like, I would open up, I feel like. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think it it's it'll it is good when you have a good therapist. Sure, sure. You don't yes. feel like you have to, like, block anything out or, yeah. like, the whole reason of therapy is to go in and, like, feel. And yeah. I think alcohol opens people up, but it also closes them off yeah. to, like, having feelings and thinking things through and remembering you know, the conversation and remembering how you feel. That is actually a new theory on alcohol that I've been hearing. Like a lot of people historically have thought alcohol is this thing that inhibits, like it like makes, makes it so wait, I mean, Oh no, it, uh, it loosens, it opens and like you can be open and loose, but they're saying it actually inhibits other things. And Mm -hmm. so you can really only focus on like the one thing in front of you. That's yeah. why people act stupid because they're not logically <laughs> right. But the, the logic part of their brain is actually closed off more. Mm-hmm. And so like they're having like a reverse like theoretical thing about well, alcohol. I think too, like, yes, it helps you open up and be able to like it lowers your inhibitions. Yeah. So you don't feel, you don't feel as, deeply as you think you do yeah right, <laughs> you know right. like people who like we drink wine and cry sometimes yes. and it's like sometimes you just have to do that but it doesn't <laughs> like it doesn't help especially with the i've always the my theory on it is people who have alcohol or drug addiction and they're really in their addiction i think it's they kind of shut off their maturity level mm-hmm. yep. um so like when i was going to boarding school or like even before that I started getting into trouble with drugs alcohol at like 13 yeah and when I was 16 my maturity level was at a 13 year old level yeah because you shut off all those like um the ability to feel yeah you just numb it yep yep you know and it doesn't go away it just stays the same but you're less completely not obvious it's not obvious to you that you're feeling these you're just pushing them down yeah so then when you turn 16 and you stop doing that stuff you're like oh maybe i wasn't so mature (laughs) maybe i still you know like people who have been in alcoholism for so long they act immature because that's just what their brain is doing yeah which like makes total sense like why when people like suffer with mental illness that's one thing that they turn to because it just pushes things mm-hmm. down and like kind of makes you forget. And in the moment, like if you don't it have numbs, to think, it yeah, numbs exactly. You. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to think about it, then yeah. you make it through that night or whatever. Right. And yeah. then you wake up with the same crap the next day, except you feel 
shame for the night before. Yes. You know, it's just a vicious cycle. It is. Yeah. It is. Do you have to prepare a lot of stuff before you see your therapist or do you just like kind of walk in and they're like, how was your week? <laughs> is, yeah. that, is that what it is? Yeah. Unless there's something bugging you, you know, if there's a topic of conversation or a topic that you're struggling with or yeah. a situation at work or at home okay. or anything. I mean, I don't prepare yeah. so will you go in there and just say she'll say hey how's it going is there anything you want to talk about yeah. specifically yep yeah what if you say no We're like i don't know will she just kind of pull it out of you it's a great uh, question i've never done that i don't I, know i'm sure i feel like since i've like i've never done it right i'd mm-hmm. like i don't know what to talk about and then yeah like, you want to talk you, about <laughs> call of duty <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your kd ratio bro <laughs> like yeah so like but you feel so comfortable with her megan you've been seeing her for so long that right and I don't go to see her like as often. So I go every probably like six weeks or so. Okay. So there's a lot of time that and comes up, you know, or things that come up. Something to work on. Yeah. In the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And say, like, oh, here's nice. how we can, let's break this down. Here's mm-hmm. what we're dealing with. Here's what we're going to do. Right. That's great. It. Yeah. Right? So the first meeting might be what Dawson's talking about, like walking in and be like, oh, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that might be your yeah. first meeting. Yeah. But then after that, like she'll, there'll be follow ups. Like, did you yeah. do jumping jacks like I suggested? Yeah. <laughs> don't make that. <laughs> Dawson's never I don't think. Are you life. talking about a physical therapist, not a mental? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a, I, that was a great question that you asked because, like, yes. I would, I would be like, like my sec- they'll be like what what's bothering you i'll be like everything is yeah. bothering me i hate the world yeah i it's like the economy is bothering me i'm our president is mm-hmm. bothering me oh god i know <laughs> and like they would be like okay where do we begin yeah. and so then you just like, i guess it's just focused more on the person sure sure, sure you sure. know and like how you're how giving you tools to work through that stuff like obviously there's stuff out of our control that we can't like change and so i think it's just about perspective too and learning how to the tools to get through whatever you're getting whatever you're struggling with yeah so yeah also during my uh sort of research on wmd (laughs) on depression (laughs) you just made the list (laughs) they they were uh they're they're saying like the the science on depression they're beginning to like fray it out a little bit so they had like major depression Mm -hmm. Um, and then like chronic depression yeah. um, and sort of they even like class they put in um, like the seasonal depression that yeah. some oh, people yeah. suffer with. Um, seasonal into, affect. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I saw. Yeah. And so it's all like in the bucket of depression. Mm-hmm. But they're beginning. They're working on like trying to. I don't think you're seasonal affect. Did I say that right? Yeah. Because you said that this funk has been going on for two months. Yes. I don't think that. I think Although, I have. And you can usually time it like. I'm feeling a certain way around this time of year every single year, yeah. like feeling the same kind of symptoms as right. you would from the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you taking your my daily medicine? My vitamins? Yeah. Your omega-3s, your, oh, that's a good your vitamin Ds. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't been. I usually take a, uh, a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's your problem. Don't take a multivitamin. Get that, get that one a day shit out of here. You got to get an actual <laughs> like pack. That's got everything you need in it. What, what, the, hell does, what the hell stuff. does that mean? Uh, yeah, it's not cheap. You can't go and buy Centrum. Uh, mm. So I take, like for me, I take Onnit's Total Human. Yeah. And that's a day and a night. It's a it's a morning and a night. Yeah. So it's got like everything. I mean, it's 
probably seven, eight pills in the morning, seven, eight mm-hmm. at night. Seven, eight pills in yeah. the morning? So it's got like, um, it doesn't do like fish oil. It does like krill oil. Okay. Um, it's got alpha brain in the morning. It's got... Uh, Elephant brain? Alpha <laughs> Alpha brain. <laughs> Elephant me. brain would be good because that's there. They have good memory. Yeah. Elephant never forgets. <laughs> oh God! Um, and it's got vitamin B's. It's got. I mean, it's got a little bit of everything in it. And you take it in the morning, take it at night. Yeah. And at night, at nighttime, you take like total human or uh, new mood. It's got just, just a good combination of everything you need. Um, I mean, I think the thirty day supply is like one hundred and thirty bucks. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you, or when did you switch over to? That? Uh, so I've started this about two weeks ago. Before that, I was doing like uh, omega three, and I was doing a vitamin D, and then I would throw in like a like GNC has got like a total men mm-hmm. thing. I would take that, so I, I just got away from the whole like vitamin or the just the single pill, right. mm-hmm. just because I knew guys that were really much bigger into fitness. I am they're like just don't, mm-hmm. just don't do those because it's yeah. Hey, dep- whatever depends on what your you. body needs yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys do anything else other than like therapy and like taking the prescribed medications? What are other sort of things that anybody can do you said Um, meditation too but mm -hmm. exercise is huge for me i'm not on any medications right now um i probably could be on something for anxiety Mm -hmm. but to me as long as i'm exercising that is a huge release um of stress yeah and you know those endorphins going and Mm -hmm. but um yeah. yeah yeah i think Sleep mm-hmm. is also yes. easier said than done. I mean, yeah, good sleep. Um, good yeah, sleep, that's yeah. really, really key and important um, to get as much sleep as possible and obviously eating healthy and, like you said, taking care of your body, taking those vitamins. Yeah. Um, I think relationships for me. Mm. Um, I mean, I haven't been exercising probably as much as I should, but if I am feeling anxious, I do a meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... It's my support system. Like I need to, I need to feel connected to other people. Yeah, yeah. To be able to deal with the everyday struggles of anxiety, and um, so for me, it's relationships um, and just staying connected with people. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I that's it's kind of the same for me too. Like my favorite thing to do is like. We'll get dinner with friends, mm-hmm. like just eight people at a table and like you have laughing, food, laughing, yeah. you have drinks, you have good food, you're yelling at each other. <laughs> like if anybody walked by, they probably think like we hate each other, but like that's just how we communicate. Yeah, yeah. that's how we are. Yeah. <laughs> and that like makes me feel so good. Um, I th- but I think like because like that's sort of like how I express myself with like dick jokes and laughter, mm-hmm. like people would be like, that's a happy person. But like once I leave that setting. Right. I'm I'm I might not be great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that's then that I think that focuses on your self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, like knowing that about yourself and the self-care of like how do I keep this this energy going? Um and that it's different for everybody, I think. Yeah. I think there's got to be a book out there called It's Okay to Be Lonely somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be. If there's not, we, sh- we should write it. <laughs> but that's hard to Let I me mean, tell you how to be lonely. Yeah. I mean, it is hard when you go home and uh, you have that time. For me now, I'm in a new situation where I have this, my daughter 50-50 and it's time to myself. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'd like. You know what? <laughs> I, I always was a person who loved my independence. and mm-hmm. I need that. But then there's that time where it's you know it's like oh yeah yeah 
I get that because like I I wanted for years and years and years just to work from home and not <laughs> not have to drive into work an hour. Now I've been home like I started a new job about a month and a half ago, and I work by myself. Well, I'm at home by myself, and I don't have like teammates where I could before I could pop up and I could talk about Game of Thrones or yeah. the Vikings game or start a debate on like, do you wear sweatpants? Do you not wear sweatpants? I don't have anybody to do that with now. Like so now I'm just like. <laughs> Just me and my dog, so yeah. it's kind of like I feel like I'm in prison all day long because mm-hmm. I'm just by myself. But, um, but yeah, so I, I kind of I, I definitely feel it of like, am I? What am I doing? Because I just you know yeah. Well, I get struggled so much, the other day. I get so much joy and energy, even like, like you said, just at work. Um, when I get to like walk out of my office and like talk to my coworker, mm-hmm. it's never. It's not like I'm never not smiling and excited to talk to them. Right. So I think optically, if anybody were to interact with me, like that's a happy dude. Mm-hmm. And like, I, and then just like you know, like when you're by yourself, then then it comes to the forefront. Like, ugh, like I don't want to move right yeah. now. But like that's still all there internally, mm-hmm. even while I'm interacting with my. It's like again for me, I almost work harder because just because I'm feeling shitty on the inside, I don't want to make. I don't want someone else to feel shitty because I'm feeling shitty. So I work harder mm-hmm. to make that person like feel like you know I I and not that I don't care, but work harder to make that person know that I care. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think. And it's different for everybody. Like, I could never work from home, ever. Mm -hmm. I would be a recluse. I wouldn't, (laughs) like, part of my job is laughing. And, like, I have a, like, job that's sad a lot of the time. Um, So it's nice to have people that you can just, like, joke with. And that's what she said, jokes. And, like, that is, like, that's what I live for on the daily because, and people who are like-minded like me and just to i mean then you can talk about surfacey stuff or you can talk about deep stuff like it's all just depends on mm-hmm. the per- person's personality yeah do you think you being an empathic person has a lot to do with your mental health um and that's a big probably yeah um i've always been a really deep feeling person yeah and I never really knew why. Like, I never thought about it that much. Yeah. Um, but I think anxiety, you think about stuff a lot more. Like, you overthink stuff. Yes. You think about scenarios that aren't true. You come up with these stories in your head about. So, thinking, like, getting the tools to stop that, like, mind talk, mm-hmm. um, I think is important. Yeah. Um. But, like, I've always been a deep-feeling person, and I've always overthought about stuff even before I thought about anxiety and, you know, before I even realized the depth of my <laughs> mental yeah. problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. But you, you don't think – you don't look at your empathy as a weakness. No. not no. For sure not. Yeah. And not all people with anxiety or depression or mental illness are em- empathic yes, people. Yes, you know, yes. like – some of them are total dickheads and you know <laughs> yep. don't even care so i think it it just depends on the person everyone's so different yeah so sometimes like that's what i like i think about that and i'm just like is that why what's bumming me out today like i don't know it's just like i don't understand i can't understand when you like see someone and you know something is bothering them and mm-hmm. you don't like you can't do anything to help yep. them right i'm just like wait what like how how what is what is broken inside of you like where did you get your emotional intelligence mm-hmm. where like you can't just pause for a second and try to like like lend a hand or something mm-hmm. 
Well, and because it's hard. Like, yes. it's hard to, especially if you don't know that person and you're like, you want to come over and be like, I can tell you're struggling with something. You know, yeah. like, they'll be like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but that's why it's good to have friends that know you and know, yeah. you know, like, I don't think about the workplace as somewhere. I mean, I think you can have good relationships, but I think it's somewhere where it's just like passing the time yeah. for me. And yeah. if you work somewhere long enough, you kind of build those relationships. But it's so different. My relationships with my work friends versus my like friend real like not real friends, but <laughs> like my outside of work friends. Yes. yes, yes. Um, It's just because you're with them all the time. And so it's. Yeah. Yeah, I even like like sometimes I'll see like people like walking on the street with like shopping bags. I'm like, wouldn't the world be better if like I could, I have a car, I have three other seats around me. Yeah, like why can't I just pull over and give them? They're walking the same direction, even if it's just like a mile up the road that I have to like take them. Mm-hmm. Like why can't I do that? It's just it's just like I don't know that that part. It just confuses me. I get it. There's, yeah. there's safety issues and yeah. like weirdness issues. But like, I what if there wasn't? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to. I want to be able to do that. I well, don't you know. Can. Just, just you roll can to do people. It. Like, hey, do you know? Do you want to ride somewhere? See yeah. what happens. Like, well, you can't. Person? Unfortunately, and I struggle with that too. You can't do that in this day and age Mm-mm. anymore. No, you can't. I mean, like you could maybe in the fifties, maybe. Yeah. I mean, how our parent, my parents used to joke one time about here's a picture where we hitchhiked and you know it's it's so not awesome. <laughs> and they're not what dead. it is anymore yeah <laughs> that'd be so cool okay i also if um if we don't talk about animals uh i feel like i'm gonna <laughs> miss out um where did your love for animals begin uh from birth really? um, no i don't know <laughs> um we had she was raised with wolves <laughs> I, no that would be really cool though um I never, so my parents got divorced when I was five and I never had animals up until that point. Yeah. Um, my dad had, well, this was after, but my dad has had hunting dogs, you know, my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember r- probably, I was probably seven. We got two cats. Mm. My mom, because she could not, she was a single mom raising three kids <laughs> and she got cats and they started to pee all over things. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home from school and I had such a bond with these cats and coming home from school and saying where their names were Spanky and Ruby <laughs> and coming home from school and being like, where are the cats? I, You know, like I want my daily fix of cats. And my mom said, we sent them to the farm. Oh, And at that point, I didn't know what to the farm meant, Mm -hmm. but she probably, I think she said, ended up saying that she later on brought him to the Humane Society and I was devastated. And we never had any more animals after that. Mm -hmm. Like my dad, um, who I didn't see a whole lot of, had hunting dogs and I always had a special bond with his hunting dogs. And they were like, hunting dogs are like, eh, they're just dogs. Like, they're not like, a lot of the time they're not family dogs, but to me it was super like they were my family. Yeah. Um, and I went to boarding school and came home and thought I wanted to be a adolescent um, psychologist or mm-hmm. therapist for people with mental illness and um, addiction. Mm-hmm. So I went to school to do that. And me being such a deep person, 
I got to the end, like right before my um, internship. And I said this, I can't do this. This, I cannot be this person for these people who are struggling, especially teenagers, um, because there are so many hormones and whatever. Anyway, so I said, I want to go to be a veterinary technician. And at that point, I didn't really know what that meant. (laughs) But I fell in love and helping animals is super important to me. That's another like level of my deepness. Yeah. Um, and the suffering for, you know, helping an- anyone, yeah. including people, babies or whatever that don't have a voice of their own. I think it's super important. And that's kind of, yeah. I mean, I wasn't raised with animals really, but I just, I love animals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we have it five shows. of our own, so it shows. it's kind of crazy. What is like a big, do you think, uh, like a big misconception people have about animals? Since you're around probably more animals than the average human being, um, what's like a big misconception? Hmm. Well, the people that have animals around me appreciate animals. Sure, yes. So yes. I guess I don't really know a misconception about um animals because yeah i don't hear a lot of people with um that are yeah have they, anything they bad to it. say about yeah. them yeah. you know are you, you guys have animals yeah, yes. I have a dog. yeah. Both of you? how about you none none my parents we never were allowed to have, I, I actually take that back because we had maybe a, a gerbil or no it was a <laughs> rabbit and then he ate my dad's shoe and that was it. Oh, End no. of it. And then we always had the carpet. They brought him to the was, farm. Yes. <laughs> so I never grew up with a dog or anything. Yeah. And I kind of feel guilty sometimes when other people, I mean, I know your dogs. I love your dogs, Maggie. But sometimes it's like, I don't know how to even act around them because I didn't grow up <laughs> around, like, they're coming all over big dogs. Mm-hmm. Especially, I was afraid of big dogs. Mm-hmm. They're coming yes. up and licking all over you. And Yeah. Um, I would like to get a cat for Savannah. Maybe, but yeah. I can hook it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> work. nice. Nice. What about you? Get, yeah, you have- I grew up with a dog. Okay. I always forget you grew up with a dog. Yeah, because we had to put her down, like, basically, like, when we first started hanging out. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh. like, f- she was 14 or 15, I think. Oh, I thought you had your dog, like, through so elementary my, school. No, it was through, like, it must have been junior high. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, because they got, my parents got our dog when I was, like, two months old. Yeah. So, it was me and her forever yeah. and then no. my my parents didn't want another dog after they put her down yep. and then that was like one of my things was like when i get move into a house i'm gonna get a dog yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that can be so hard yeah it can be really hard for oh. people who, it's almost like i had this boyfriend um i dated and we he, we had two dogs and together and one of them had to be put down and he had lost his younger sister um many years previously but all of a sudden we're in the you know the the vet office. The vet office, and, he, and the dog has to be put down, and he was crying like mm-hmm. no tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's devastating. So oh, it's yeah. I've got my As dog. If he was losing a child. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've got my dog now, and it's like he's seven. There's mm-hmm. six and yeah, he's seven in May, and it's like yeah. you're already thinking about it. Oh yeah, it's like we my got less, like less than less than ten years, and yeah. he's gonna be gone. But that's mm-hmm. that's part of. But that's the it, joy. That's the also, joy of like having can, him, and then yeah, like they bring such joy to yeah. your lives, and. Then their time is done, you know, like yeah. then yeah. it's time to have a new animal mm-hmm. share yeah. their joy with your life, with you. And yeah. um, I mean, working in a vet industry, it's I think about it so differently. Yeah. OK. Um, because, you know, when they're 14, 15, we just had to put down our 
Boston Terrier, he was 15, but his quality of life was crappy. Yes, right. yeah. So it's like, you know, at this at that point, it's like, do I want to watch you continue to suffer mm-hmm. and lose weight and, you know, have weak back legs? Yeah. Or do I want to give you the gift of moving on and not having you suffer anymore? Yes. Right. Yes. So I think about it, you know, like I said, working in the vet industry, you it's it's a gift. Yeah. It's the last gift that you can give them. Yeah. As your person, you know. Yeah. I think about, about that the same way about my life. Like totally. I don't want to just oh, be yeah. there and be like like a crazy person and just no. miserable and suffering and in pain and yeah yeah yeah. 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 I mean, the difference between that though is like your dog will continue to like go. Right. Or like if you're. 85 year old they're gonna try and, you're and keep your you bed. alive yeah. like you're gonna try to like you're hanging on for your life the dog's hanging on for your life right. yeah right it's right. a little bit different it's a little bit different that's what's like oh god it's so hard but i know I gotta know. do it i know i think oh, my dog's getting older too so i'm already like emotionally preparing for that <laughs> and i don't know i mean i don't think you can prepare for no. it no maybe that's but. part of the funk oh god <laughs> i'm thinking about that too much maybe <laughs> Get a, get a second Just throwing dog. that out there. Get a second dog. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't so know then you can I... like transition from pumpkin to... I don't want to do go through that every 10 years, though. Well? I don't know. But yeah, I but I agree. Like, animals, too. I didn't grow up with animals. Yeah. Um, I mean, we our family got pumpkin when I was in college. Um, and I, I always grew up like, like, oh, like, animals are... They're hard to control. They're stinky. Like, that was always, like, my perception of animals. And then, like, you get a dog in your life, and uh, I, I don't know. It just it just changes your... You have to be... If you have that attitude, mm-hmm. you have to be around animals to, like, understand that they're, they're creatures. Like, I, I hate the way that the English language is also structured around animals. Like, we, it's almost like... There's humans and then there's animals that like live beneath us. Um, and I don't think I don't think that way anymore. It's just like they are creatures of emotion and thought sure. and yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. And so that that's like, it's like such a my, I mean, having a dog in my life has learned has taught me to treat other humans mm-hmm. better. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. And I think, you know, circling back around to mental health, like I don't think I would be healthy if I did not have animals, yeah, you know, like they are when you're suffering or struggling, your dog comes up and lays on your lap and yeah. it's like the best thing mm-hmm. ever. You're like, Oh God, I feel better. And they accept you for who you are. Yeah. Like that's such the nice thing about animals yeah. is that they love you unconditionally and yeah. you could be, you know, feeling really shitty, but they're going to, s- they're going to, they're going to yeah, yeah. Yeah. come and yeah. love you regardless of, whether you just yelled at them about peeing on the carpet five minutes ago, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah. they, they just they, they accept you for everything that you are. Yep, and well, that's I think they just so feel important. bad. They like when you yell at them for peeing on the carpet, like you can tell, like they are so they know. sorry. They know. <laughs> yeah, they know. Like you got to do it like fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't get come home and if it's like you did that eight hours ago, <laughs> yeah. they can't. They don't. They don't remember. They don't remember that. <laughs> no. But it's like, and that's like another thing about like being in the present moment. Like we yeah. were talking about kids earlier. And I had a thought about, like, it makes you live presently, you know, like lives and live, you live so, like, you see the joy in your kid's eyes about, you know, the show on TV or the costume that you got them for Mm -hmm. Halloween. And they're like, they don't think about 
their pain, their past pain. Yes. And it's same, like the same with animals. Like I work for an animal rescue and seeing these animals come in who have been beat and like their legs have been sawed off Mm -hmm. and like, it's insane what these animals have gone through and they look at you and they wag their tail and you're like, how do you even like, I just got goosebumps because it's like they, they're so, they don't have past pain. They don't have emotion. I mean, I think they have emotion, but they don't, they're not like humans where they have emotion about, you know, getting yelled at five minutes ago. They just don't, they just live and they're just live moment to moment. So, yeah, I, I mean, I actually do think they, like you were challenged, you were bringing up the point about like memory. Like if they did it like eight hours ago, I almost, I think they actually do know, like when I do, when I would yell at my dog for like pooping on the carpet, like that happened while we were at work. And so then I would like show her, I was like, I would be like, did you do this? And like, they know that. I think it's also because of your tone of voice. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like you're like, did you, you know, I always say that to our, one of our dogs. I'm like, did you pee on the carpet? And she's like, you know, she kind of has that look in her eye. And I think. She has no freaking clue that she just peed on the carpet okay, five okay. minutes ago, but she's like reacting that way because you have a tone of yeah, voice that's yeah. different from how you normally talk to them. Yeah, and like yeah. when I work with like dog trainers, they're just like, you've got to be like if you're gonna if your dog does something bad, only put them like in a timeout for like fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, or put them in their kennel for like thirty seconds because they're not gonna like why am I in here? Yeah, and yeah. then they're excited to get out. But yeah, yeah. Is, is there? Are you afraid of any animals? Oh, well, I'm trying to like make a distinction like. Obviously, we all love domesticated animals. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a domesticated animal that like you're like, kind of like put off by? No, no, like horses. Oh, the snake I, story. I, <laughs> I don't even want to share that story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, horses are my favorite animal, and I've oh, always really? loved horses. Yeah, and I actually had a dream about them last night because um, I uh, had been riding horses my whole life, oh. and they're probably the most therapeutic animal to be in contact with yeah um because you communicate especially if you're a rider you communicate with them directly um without even saying anything yeah which i think is pretty cool um they read your body language you read their body language um but no i don't have like a like even i don't care about spiders i don't like snakes people my one of the vets that i work with is terrified of spiders yeah and i'm like Meh, I can, really i just don't I'm terrified of snakes really but not spiders <laughs> not spiders but snakes Ugh. have yeah. you guys held a tarantula yes oh could you hold a tarantula Dessa? i don't dude i you're just talking to, i have i have a, i think i have arachnophobia yeah. I, <laughs> I legit get creeped out like even by daddy long legs uh those aren't i mean there's times when i've had like big spiders in my house oh, yeah no doubt and i'm like <sighs> Is it me or you today, buddy? Actually, I take that back because my brother was studying abroad in Australia, and there was a legit tarantula on the wall, and we had to sleep there the first two nights. My mom said, oh, let's all go study. This is the best time to visit um, a different country is when you have a child who's studying abroad because they they can show you the ropes. So the first two nights before we got a hotel, we had to stay there at his flat. And I thought, how are, am I going to do this? I can't sleep at night. 
There's my a dad's trying to kill this tarantula on the. <laughs> oh yeah, so. Yeah, in Australia, <coughs> everything's trying to kill you, anyways, right? So. <laughs> my friend growing up, and actually, she's still one of my good best friends. Her dad had a tarantula in like a, a fish Aquarium? tank. Yeah. yeah. And he would keep $100 bills in there because no one, he always would say, no one's going to stick their hand in this thing and grab the $100 bill because there's a huge hairy tarantula. (laughs) So I've always, I've never been afraid of animals like that. See, like centipedes maybe are the only. Oh, man. See, like in snakes, snakes don't bother me unless (laughs) they jump out at me. I could get a centipede. Ew. Like I I have a. Because you have to because you don't want them. You can't sleep then if you find one. In the- <laughs> I have a lake in my backyard, and so I get snakes all oh, summer long. Oh, yeah. And they're like they cozy up next to my house. Yep. So it's like I love the, the yeah. hot cement too. Yeah. Well, like they'll just like they'll just find their way uh-huh. right next to my house. Uh-huh. And the summer I had to, I had to I had to take one out because he came at me, and I'm like I got a lawnmower. He came at you. Yeah. So like I was mowing alongside my house, <laughs> and he popped out, and he like coiled back up at me. Like he was gonna, he was you know coiling up at me, and I'm like all right. So I just. Put my blade up, and then oh, he jumped into gross. it. So I'm like, "All right," and then I just dropped it down on him. So, so gross. sorry, dude. Less I felt bad. Less is more. Less is more. <laughs> I felt I love bad. that. No, I, I'm, I mean, I don't love it, but like, I, I love killing animals. I don't. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't like get grossed out by. Oh no, I can't. I need a mini flamethrower. Is what I need. Yeah, and like if you just if you just like slithered away, it wouldn't bother me. But the fact that he was like he was getting bigger, mm-hmm. and my neighbor had just taken out like a three foot. So I'm like, yeah, I don't really mm-hmm. want that in my property now so. we speaking of snakes a snake story um when mike and i lived in the town in a townhouse um the cement the c- uh, cement sidewalk would kind of uh, buckle mm-hmm. and there would be garter snakes underneath that would live there were probably seven ten of them yeah. that would come and then out during the day they would all go out and because they're cold-blooded animals yeah. they need heat to or the sun to make them regulated so they would come out on the cement sidewalk and just sunbathe there all day. Oh, my God. And we had a pond across the street. And so I would just pick them up and I would bring them over to the pond. I'm like, don't, and of course they would come right back. <laughs> but I'm like, it, like, I don't care about them. But Mike was, he was having a conniption about it. Yep. So yeah. he would, and I'm just like, mm, I'll just pick them up by their head. They don't have teeth. They're not, they're not venomous animals. So well, I just... Still me is like I'm picturing Indiana Jones yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean snakes. it was it was kind of like that actually. <laughs> My no, neighbors had like a ball of snakes. Yeah, it was. I'm like, nope, I'm yep. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burn I'm it down. Too. And they would slither under the sidewalk, you know, under the. Ugh. Oh man! And I mean, I don't. <laughs> he's gonna. I don't, I don't like it, but I don't. And every care. time I mow, I feel like I mm-hmm. I let out a little squeal, like a, a squeal, because I see like a frog will jump me. I'd be like, ah! It's like, and I have to check. I'm like, who who heard me? Who heard me squeal? Well, I want to thank you guys for coming in, and the animal part was great. But I'm I took I'm taking lessons away about mental health, um, and I think I gotta start looking into finding someone to talk to and all of that. Even like like you said, get ahead right. of it. Even if I'm not feeling miserable, mm-hmm. like just do it. Yeah. It's, it's healthy for everybody. Right. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you guys thank again you. for coming thank in so and much. sharing your story. <laughs> Ready to get us out of here, Dow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops, I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> I like that one too, though. It's like the joke's <laughs> on you. Thanks for listening. Uh, all right, as always, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Quality Under Pressure. We're on Twitter at QUP Podcast. Send us an email at qualityunderpressure at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Bye.